How is grace working in my life? It's a great question, isn't it? Well, we started to unpack that last week in part one. What would you do if Jesus said, move out of the way, grace is abounding? Well, I'm an author and have been a pastor since 2010, and I have a few truths about grace up my sleeve I'm going to share with you today. But last week, we dealt with controversy and who is in the mirror of self. And I shared with you about the storehouses of heaven and drawing heaven got pictures to boot. Now, you don't want to miss this. Grace gifts unpacked. Surrender, forgive, and recognize. You're going to be so blessed. I'll see you on the inside. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ? The love of God. If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey. But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Imagine with me God's word spoken over you, returning to you, completed, purposed, and prospering. We're ready now. We're ready, ready. Let's get to our three gifts of grace. And remember what Jesus said to me, move out of the way, Kristen, grace is abounding. My first gift, surrender. When God said to me, move out of the way, I I heard it like this. Take your hands off, your mouth off, surrender. Let go, surrender. And that's what I did. I surrendered. And then My heart just stayed engaged with my hands being off and to know him. In Strong's, the word surrender, 5462, is sagar. It means a battle axe. It's close. It's closed. It's confined. Delivered. Delivered. Gave over. Given. Given over. Hand over. Imprisoned. Isolated. Locked pure, quarantine, shut, surrender, and tightly shut. From the law of first mention, we find our word surrender as an action by God himself. It's the first time. In Genesis 2.21, from the implementation of creation itself, 
So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he slept, he took one of the man's ribs and he closed up the area with flesh. Our word surrender is closed up. God closed up the area with flesh. God closed up what he had done, what he had imparted, planted, sown, and created in purity. So it kind of gives us, it gave me a different pitch to it when God says, Kristen, move out of the way so I can close up flesh. <laughs> move out of the way so I can close up flesh. Yeah, we can think about that from a couple perspectives, can't we? I found this poem in my research to understand what God was prompting in me and through me. I, He talks to me and we have a conversation, but I continue to set my heart forth in intent to know more of what he's saying. The surrender of the heart. I found this in Sacred Poems and Hymns by James Montgomery, and he wrote it in 1854. The Surrender of the Heart. Upon thy altar, Lord, I lay, my poor, my only sacrifice. Thou wilt not turn thy face away, wilt not a broken heart despise. Though hard as stone, cold as the clod, mine, for thy tender mercy's sake, not with vengeance of thy rod, but by thy loving kindness break. Break it and bind it, wound and healed. Yea, kill to make alive again. Impress it with thy spirit's seal, the sacrifice where perfect then. Perfect yet unworthy still, but while in Jesus I believe, who came on earth to do thy will, from his dear hands my gift received. Received it with his blood bedewed, receive it offered with his prayers, and in thy image thus renewed, enroll me with thy kingdom heir. It's a Salah moment right here. Pause and think about that. Enroll me with thy kingdom's heirs. Let's get to our next gift. Forgive. At this point of my conversation with the Lord... I came front and center with forgiving myself. It's impossible to take your will <laughs> off of a situation without first forgiving yourself. And I would suggest that most of my listeners are walking in a mature relationship with the Lordship of Christ in your life. Amen? Forgiveness is a commandment we adapt 
because of his love for us, we choose daily to make it a lifestyle. It's it's right there for you and I. Amen. For me, my biggest struggle is myself, forgiving myself, which brings to mind a checklist. Yeah. What does that look like? How do I deal with that? So I wrote down a checklist checklist of things that I struggle to implement without Holy Spirit prompting me. Love yourself and especially like yourself. <laughs> yes, like yourself. Number two. Enjoy yourself and plan activities that fill your joy tank. Part of enjoying who you are, who I am, is cultivating the delight of being by yourself. I enjoy being by myself. Of course, I love people, but there's something about being by yourself and laughing at yourself, right? Number three, live in the present moment. We each have the power in every moment of every day to make it a pinch me moment. If we will just stop and choose to smell the roses of gratitude. That's what Holy Spirit is reminding me to stop and smell the roses right now in this present moment. Being your worst critic. Yep, I got both hands up now. So let me explain what I'm looking down my nose at here when I say I'm being my worst critic. It's not a spirit of perfectionism. It's more of the expectations I put on myself that partner with the spirit of judgment. I put those on myself. So number five, within those expectations, I condemn myself for not trying harder. But how many times, I, I just have to remind myself, how many times Jesus has told each one of us how pleased and proud he is of us. He shows us the beginning point of the gospel in our life and all the lines in the sand that we have crossed over. The growth that we've accomplished in our generation, right? He reminds us of those things. Yes, forgiving myself. And a great way for me, for us to sum up forgiveness in 2 Corinthians 5. As a human person, Jesus felt the agony of mankind on the cross when he echoed. He echoed Psalms 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? We've all looked this in the face. Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? 
But then Jesus wraps around in verse 24. And like David declared triumphantly, has he not despised and abhorred the affliction of the afflicted? He has not hid his face from him. Those words, they signify that there is no possible calculation that can outweigh the extremity of God's act of reconciliation. There is no distraction, no distance in God's act of reconciliation. The voice of God that he has in Christ, he has now in us, in you and I. That same voice of God that was in Christ is now in us. We are God's ambassadors. Our lives exhibit the urgency of God to persuade everyone to realize the reconciliation of their redeemed identity that same urgency of God to persuade everyone. He persuades you and he persuades me to realize the reconciliation of who you and I are, our redeemed self. Colossians 2.9 The voice God has in Christ, he has in us now. He repeats an echo of our passage from Job. He repeats it. We can encounter and experience all the firmaments of the waters, the earth, the heavens, and then some. (laughs) We can encounter and experience and know. I'm going to reshare the quote from earlier as we find ourselves. I find myself in an altar moment before him. A woman who will be like a rock in a riverbed, enduring without complaint, her grace not sullied, but shaped by the turbulence that washes over her. We allow surrender and forgiveness to wash over us. Wash over us. Our last gift that I found in grace abounding is to recognize what does that mean to you and me? The definition of recognize is to identify someone or something from having encountered them before. Encounter them before. Or to know again. To acknowledge the existence, validity, and legality of. That's who we are. He wants us to encounter us, ourselves. To know again. To remember. Second Corinthians 4, 6 the light of God's truth has shone in my heart and given me knowledge of salvation through Christ. Given me knowledge. 
As I hear God's word, I do what it says, and I'm blessed in my actions. James 1, 22 and 25. I am a joint heir with Christ. Romans 8, 17. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Romans 8, 37. Now from the mirror, again, Romans 8, 17. The fact that we are God's offspring certainly also means that we are equal heirs of God. Not only is God our portion, but we are his. We are co-heirs in Christ. So whatever we may suffer at any time could never separate us from our inclusion in his suffering. Thus, Every reminder of this mystery also reinforces the fact that we have been made equal participants in the glory of his resurrection. I choose to daily recognize that I have been made an equal participant in the glory of his resurrection. Highlight that word made. That's past tense. Grace Grace, that's past tense. Grace has already abounded in our life. Amen. In summary, God has called us to remember. Remember his covenant. Remember being in him before the foundations of the world were framed in him. Our oneness is and always has been eternal. We invite him to show us and refresh us anew the memory that we have in him. <laughs> I started our conversation today with this story. Mm -hmm. I was in the bathroom this morning getting ready for my day. Do, do you ever catch your brain going round and round, trying to figure out how you are going to do something, how you're going to solve an issue, solve a problem, take a step forward. And what did God say? Move out of the way. Grace is abounding. God is so awesome. Awesome, awesome. Daily, we recognize that we have been made equal participants in the glory of his resurrection. Highlight the word made. That's past tense. Made, that's what grace has done. And remember in part one, when it said there is absolutely nothing we have to do to trigger God in action. He is in action on our behalf today, yesterday, and forever. Oh, we just celebrate that our oneness, you and me, is eternal. Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching us and showing us how to remember. I bless you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I encourage you, go check out the show notes. Check out the, the drawing heaven, the pictures that I have of the storehouses of, of heaven. Oh, the Yassad, it is so good. Yay. 
thank you again so much. I love looking forward to hanging out with you every week. I will see you again next week. Bye now.